Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at cwcbayarea.com for service times and directions. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Come on, one more time for God, huh? One more time for God. He gives you the opportunity to bounce back when you get knocked down. He loves you unconditionally. He gives you the breath that you have. He gives you your spouses. God is a good God. Amen. It's good to be a part of the family of God, and especially here at CWC. Now, you've seen how much I love Pastor Dan. I gave him that NFL chapel. You just heard him say he ain't giving it back. So where's the love, bro? Where's the love? Y'all may be seated. Amen. Thank you so much. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to use your word to bless someone, somewhere, somehow. For, Lord, we all need you. Every moment of the day, every season, every month, every second, Father, we need you. Without you, Lord, we are nothing. We can't do anything without you that will last forever. So, God, I'm grateful that not only have you saved me, but because of your faithfulness, you have kept me. Even under the title as a man of God, a son of the most high God, I have failed you tremendously. But yet you have still allowed me the privilege and the honor to talk about you. So Holy Spirit of God, would you fill my mouth? And Lord, if I hit a fog moment, bring me back. This age thing is no joke. But you are the ancient of age, Father God, so we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. So, for, so before we begin, I, I, you know, let me show you. I may be the, well, I think I'm the head of my house, but I'll tell you who runs the house. I'll tell you who captivated me being, after being with a whole lot of women trying to be a pimp. This one right here. This is my girl. This is my Latina. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, you just don't know. When I didn't even know Jesus, I used to watch those westerns, and I would watch the Latina girls get up there wearing those shoulder altar tops, and they get on that stage. And, and he bought me one. That's how she got me. She That's it. That's it. Praise God. Listen, for the sake of time, I want to speak to you for a free brief, brief moment on the theme, secure the word. Say that with me. Say it again. In these days that we live in from the beginning to the end, we need to secure the word. That's the best security that you can ever have. In fact, the word of God tells us to hide the word of God in our hearts. So that I may not sin against him, but also the Bible says, if I do sin against him, you have an advocate in your favor. In your favor. In your favor. He says, if you confess your sins to him, that he is just and faithful to forgive you. He is just and faithful to forgive you. He is just and faithful to forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. It means I can't do it. But if I come to him, he's not going to condemn me. He said, I didn't come here to condemn you, but I came here to convict you. There is security in the word. If God doesn't discipline you, then that means he doesn't love you. I thank God for his spankings. I thank God for his spankings. And be rest assured that whatever God says this, whatever the devil does, 
He says, I'll cover it. How many know you can be your own devil? And God says, we're sitting abound. Grace follows that much more. And he says, I'll flip the script. He flipped the script in my life from a sinner to adopt me as a child of the most high God. So the word secure simply means this. It's to fasten oneself to something or someone before it gets loosened or lost. How many know we violate it because it's also defined as this. It is, help, it is healthy to prevent you from doing criminal activity. So we were found guilty because of Adam. I can't wait to see him. If he's in hell, he can stay there. I don't want to go there. Right, right, right. But because of one man's sin, we all have sin. God could have destroyed everything right then and there, but God chased Adam because he's in love with Adam. Some of you are running from God when you should stop and let God just catch you because all he's going to do is love you. So these are characters in the, in the Bible that God sets an example of the life that you and I are going to live, but you got to choose. You got to choose if you want to secure this word. You got to decide what's most important to you. Is it the world or the word? Is it his kingdom or is it hell? Is it heaven or hell? Is it love? Is it hate? You got to secure yourself in the word because you can't function without the word. But the word wants to function in you, save you, use you, and, and use you as a witness for the glory of God. Why? Because there's somebody else that he needs to hear your testimony and not just your story. Because Jesus is the overcomer. Here in this text here, Acts 16, 30 through 31, if we can pull that up right quick, please. He says this. So they said, believe. Everybody say believe. believe. Say it again. Believe. Say it again. Believe. Believing and knowing is two different things. Most of us know of God, but we never take the time to get to know God. We want it our way instead of his way. Then you get in his way. Then he brings you out of your way so you can be in his way. So he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, not in Buddha, not in Allah, not in Confucius. And if you're Catholic, I'm not trying to step on your toes. Don't stone me. That was a pause moment. I had to come back, right? And then he, and then, then he said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Every other religion, you got to work. Oh, come on, somebody. You can't work enough to get, you can't outwork God, right? And so he says, Christ, you will be saved, you and your household. Now, I'm not trying to preach a household salvation, but hey, if Adam took us all down, Jesus could bring us up. And there's an order. Everybody say order. There's an order where it simply is this. There's man. Then there's woman. When he gets married, the woman is right next to the man. And then there's the children. He believes in unity. When you break the order, chaos comes. If the woman don't honor the man, chaos comes. If the man don't love his wife like Christ loved the church, chaos comes. And then you got confused kids. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Why? Because he's the one that did all the work. We didn't do the work. We make it too hard to come to him, but he's a, he, he, he receives you like this. Hey, you guys! <laughs> Here we find in this text that God called Paul and Silas. Now, before he was Paul, he was Saul. If you know anything about Saul, Saul was a gangster. He was a gangster, but he was being gangster leaning on his own people. 
He didn't realize that this was Israel. So what he did was he beat them down. He arrested them and threw them into prison. Like, yeah, boy. How many know he was massively deceived? But before he was Paul, he was Saul. And then you had his homeboy that rolled with him, which was Silas. Silas was an evangelist. Silas loved to hook up with Paul. Once Paul's mind and heart got redeemed and transformed, that's what the gospel is supposed to do is transform. If you're still doing the same old thing when you didn't know Jesus, you ain't been transformed. Go watch the movie Transformers. <laughs> right? Okay, so they go on this mission. God calls them and says, I want you to go to Macedonia and wind up in Philippi, but there's some places that I don't want you to go. There's a scary thing when God doesn't want his word to get to you. It's a scary thing when a city or a nation refuses to honor the God that made you, that has fallen in love with you, and God says, I don't count your sins against you. I don't remember what you did until you bring it to me. You go, Lord, I did it again. He goes, no, it's just the first time. It's just the first time. And so he calls them to go here and spread the good news of Jesus Christ. What he's basically saying is share your testimony. Share with the people what I've done for you. Share with the people how much you have done, and then I came and stepped in and did even more by forgiving you. They go out here, man, and they're doing their thing, and I begin, as they begin to walk and share, something begins to happen. Now, I'm all about corporate church, but I'd rather be the church. See, because some things can happen to the church where we take an offense. And I would say over 95% of people take an offense in the church because they touched you where your God is. You, lo- you don't want to admit it, but you love your sin more than you love God. You love your comfort zone that's something that you're in control instead of being out of control and let God take control of your life. So I realized that I love communion. And if you don't know that You don't have to be in church to take communion. You got to be the church. I I love the baptisms. I love the prayer sessions. But what happens when the church closed? Does the work of the Lord stop? It has to keep going. Because you are the church. So like I said, I love the baptisms, but I want to speak to the dads and the moms. You need to hear this now. We're coming to a season and a time where you may not even be able to carry your Bible no more. You're coming to a season and a time where they might shut down churches like they have done in the past. And I don't agree with that because I think that we didn't give God an opportunity to show up and show off. He's our great protector. We got to live by our faith and not by our feelings. So this is what I'm going to say to you. And this is no slam on this church. I know this man. I know this man. I probably know him a lot better than some of you. This is a real deal Holyfield. <laughs> this brother knows how to be a smackdown. Don't let his size fool you. I seen that brother on a football field, and he hit a brother so hard that brother almost turned white. <laughs> I was like, oh, ooh, I ain't messing with that brother. Mm-mm. He's a giant. In the faith, he's a giant, and the way he loves his wife is incredible. You're blessed to have Pastor Dan and Pastor Angie in this house where the greatest training ground I believe could ever happen because they just don't talk about it. They be about it. They overcome. They encourage. They step up. They meet the need. 
and I know that you're a blessing to them because God sent them to you and he hasn't quit so you can't quit because we're going to be sons and daughters of the most high God no more running it's all about standing fog moment So if the church closes, mom and dads, I want you to realize, according to Matthew 28, 16, says that all authority has been given to you. Stop looking at the building as being the safe place when you're the building to do the place. If the church closes, I want you to go to your kids, mom and dad, and you want to baptize them, take them to the bathtub. You know, they dirty anyway. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Tell a son, daughter, I'm going I'm, I'm to be here to bathe you, but I'm going to dunk you. I'm not going to drown you. I may want to, but I'm going to dunk you. <laughs> I'm going to dunk you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Boom! Why you do that, Dad? Because God told me I can. Come on, somebody. If you don't have a bathtub, go to the community pool. Dunk them. And if you don't have a community pool, grab out that water hose and get underneath this water faucet and baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Why? Because all authority has been given unto you. As a man and woman of God, if you have received Jesus Christ. Now that doesn't negate you coming to church. We need to gather together. We need to fellowship with one another because we need to secure the word. For the more obedient you act towards God, the more the devil's going to come to bring disobedience. So he wants your disobedience to come into agreement with him, which means now I become an enemy of God. There's only one language you should be listening to, and it's the voice of Almighty God. You need to learn how to secure the word. So here's Paul and Silas. They go out there and they're going to Macedonia. They're walking through. They ignore the other places. And I believe they were just walking, sharing. Man, God sure is good, bro. You know, man, I was out the other day and I had this lustful thought. And immediately I thought about hell and I changed my thought. I believe they were just fellowshipping and talking. And they ran across this woman from Lystria. And she used to sell clothes in low, high luxury. This place that God was sending them was like a high-class swap meet. And she went and she heard, she was hearing them share. She, her heart opened up. See, God can harden hearts and open hearts. And she went to Paul and Silas and she said these words. I can tell basically that you're men of God. I've been impressed by you. If I have any favor with you, would you please come to my home? Let me feed you. Let me dine with you. And let's me take you to prayer. Somebody say prayer. So they did this, and on their way to prayer, they came across a demonic force, a woman full of witchcraft. Sin is witchcraft. Because where did sin come from? The enemy. Through who? The woman, Eve. Adam was so in tune with Eve that he paid more attention to her than he did God. Can't let that happen. God needs to be number one. Amen? And so... In this, this woman had been following for a while, and you go to Acts 16, she says this. Is that the one? Yep, yep, yep. This girl followed Paul and us and cried out saying, these men are from the servants of the most high God who proclaim to use the way of salvation. I tripped out. I was like, what? Wait. 
I'm used to light exposing darkness, but how is it darkness is now exposing the light? See, God will use anyone at any time from anywhere to see his purpose fulfilled. I don't know if Paul and Silas were lagging like most of us. Uh, got my seven minutes in. I'm good for the day. And we stay where we are. But here God used this woman full of witchcraft and looked at them and literally said, these men are men of God. How would you like to be known as a son and daughter of Christ? And only to do that, you got to check out your obedience and your walk. See, the devil doesn't mess with people he already owns. They don't have any convictions. But when you step out of being obedient to the devil and coming obedient to God, guess who's going to chase you? God chased you, and the devil likes to imitate what God does. He just can't be God. So now the enemy's chasing you. Don't go to that altar. Don't, don't share your testimony. No, 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 no. I got that drink, that Hennessy, that cognac waiting for you. No, 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 no. That means you got the devil's attention. So Paul gets upset and he says this, and I'll paraphrase for the sake of time. He turns around like, man, I'm tired of this woman following me. I know most of you like to have a woman follow you if you're single. <laughs> but he turns around and makes a statement. He turns around and says, shut up, you evil spirit. Come out of her right now. And the Bible says within that hour, that woman that was of darkness got delivered. Here's my trip. Secure the word. This woman, and we got Christians who are doing Ouija boards. We got Christians who are reading horoscopes. We got Christians doing all kind of demonic activity, and it's wrong. Go to Deuteronomy 18. Let me show you what God feels about this. Even though it's in the Old Testament, he never changes. He says, there should not be found among anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire, and fire purifies you. He says, or one who practices witchcraft or toothsayers, or one who interprets omens or sorcerers, or one who conjures spells or a medium or a spiritualist, or one who calls up the dead. Mm. Continue. He says, it is an abomination to those who do those things. It is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out before you. You need to break away. And if you're in here and you're practicing that and you're calling yourself a Christian, you've been deceived. But I want you to know this, that God hates your sin, but he don't hate you. And if you're in this house, you are welcome and you are loved by God. Now, when this happens, Paul and Silas get arrested. Why? Because they touch their God. You will turn your back on God when you touch the thing that you love the most. And all of a sudden, as they're sitting here, Paul and Silas get arrested by the magistrates. Why did they get arrested? Because they messed with their source of income. Her gift was used to provide income from the city. Now, what are we going to do? So the magistrates, the leaders, get upset. And when they get upset, they snatch up Paul and Silas. Mm, thank you, Lord. And they begin to beat them. They begin to whip them with, with, with wood sticks and everything else. They begin to snatch off their clothes. Does this sound familiar? Like Jesus? What they did to Jesus? That's great company to be in. And all of a sudden, 
They're thrown into prison. This prison isn't the prison like we see today. This prison had about six foot deep hole. They had no windows, just jail cells. They had big old chain locks. They were shackled chains and they were in the company of other criminals. But Paul and Silas were not criminals. The Roman culture wanted nothing to do with the Jews. They didn't want to be overthrown. They had fear. So they began to torture Paul and Silas. And I want to take you back. I want you to travel with me in the theater of your mind what this looked like. Paul and Silas are in this dark prison alone for standing for what's right. Can you imagine? Here's their conversation. Whoo, dog. You still standing? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm standing. Hey, man, how's my eye? It's big, bigger than mine. Man, my jaw is whack, bro. I think I lost a tooth. I hope it's the one with the cavity. <laughs> hey, man, they tore my PR Cardine shirt, man. Oh, my Stacy Adams is jacked up. Man, bro, he goes, yeah, man, that was some kind of beating, huh? Goes, yeah, yeah, but man, now we in this prison. What are we going to do? I don't know. Paul, I know. They never complained. They just saw their reality before them. Everybody says, don't look back. I disagree with that, even though God's word says it. What are you saying? Don't you look back at what you have done because you've been redeemed and forgiven, but look back and see what I have done because I don't change. So Paul grabs a hold of Silas and there's other criminals in there. He begins to lift up the name of the Lord. Now y'all looking at me like I'm Luther Vandross, like I'm gonna sing. I'm not gonna do that to you. I'm not gonna torture you like that. But that's why I asked my brothers here to cover me because this is what I believe that happened with Paul and Silas while they were in prison. They began to lift up the name of the Lord with praise worship and adoration most of us miss the opportunity to be healed because we won't give God our all in praise and worship this weekend I challenged the men to be at the altar I saw a few men but I saw some of you run back to your comfort zone because you still have that change you're like saying I don't need to do that I can I can I can do it right where I'm at that's not the point God wants you to know that your position is right here at the altar is number one. That God is always calling you out of your comfort zone so that he can use you to do something greater that he has in store. That he can have all your mind, all your heart, all your body, and all your soul. So Paul and Silas begin to sing a song like this.
God in prison. Not in CWC, but in prison. So they decide to take it to the next level as they remember the goodness of God. How he touched them. Go ahead, my brother. He touched me. Oh, he touched me. is to touch you, to claim you, to fight for you, to deliver you, to empower you. And we never asked him to. And then he began to make something happen. happened this is what happened the chains fell off Paul and Silas's feet and also their hands the jail cells opened and as they're worshiping and honoring God not one criminal left I don't know if you've ever been locked up but when you set a jail cell open those boys are ready to book they ready to get up out of here because they want to be free but not one of them not one of them left. So what happened? The jailer woke up. Somebody say woke up. This Roman jailer knew that he would die because the Roman lost. If you lost a prisoner, that you would be killed. So the Roman soldier grabbed his own sword to take out his own life to kill himself because he thought that he lost the prisoners. But what real men and women of God do when they see somebody that's not saved, this was Paul's message. Don't harm yourself. For we are still here. Here's the message. The message was Paul may be free, 
Silas may be free. The prisoners are free, but they chose to stay in the dark place because the light outshines the darkness. Somebody was in danger. Somebody was hurting. Somebody was lost. And that somebody was that jailer. So the man of God cried out, don't harm yourself because we are still here. We're the answer that you're looking for. We don't want you slipping into eternity without knowing the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Something began to happen. You see, when you're free on the inside, bro, that not a demon in hell or anything outside of you that can rob you of your freedom inside. So what happens? Closing. What does that mean? Just closing. I might still close a second time and the third time, but we're closing. When you see somebody that you know that doesn't know Christ, you don't know Christ because you come to church. You don't know Christ just because you have a ministry. The devil's a false angel of light and he wants to distract you. But you know Christ when you keep his commandments. When you keep his commandments and do what God has told you to do, this is what happened. The Bible says that they led them out. Who led them out? The jailer. Takes Paul and Silas out of the prison and takes them to their home. You know what he does, bro? He serves them. I feel like Mary Poppins. <laughs> He serves them. You know how he serves them, sir? He begins to clean their wounds. And then his wife, you got a good wife when there's a meal prepared for you. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and he feeds them. And they all sit down. And Paul and Silas begin to preach the gospel. And the Bible says, as they begin to preach, didn't share, preach, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household shall be saved. And the Holy Spirit came and they got baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in other tongues. And man, then he took them back and he led them. And guess where the church of Philippi was birthed out of? From that jailer. Help me somebody. You don't understand. You got to secure the word of God. Amen? Amen? You want victory? Secure yourself. Getting to know this word. Listening to this word. And God will do signs and wonders and send you back. Out to the place you came. Paul says, hey, let me back outside that jail cell. Because I'm a Roman citizen. But I'm a born again Roman citizen. I'm a child of God. And I'm going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. You got to learn how to secure the word. So Father, I thank you. Number one, if you're here and you haven't secured the word, but you want to know of the word so that you can know the word and you want to accept Jesus Christ, who is the word, help me somebody. I want you to raise your hand boldly. Don't even hesitate. Say, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just don't want to know church. I, I need to know the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the great I am. I need to get secure because one day I'm going to die. And I need to make sure that I'm going to heaven. And the only way I get to heaven because it's by grace that you've been saved. But you can be filled with power through the Holy Spirit to take a stand against the enemy and kick the devil's butt instead of getting your butt kicked. Got her. Once again.
can't close and turn this to Pastor Dan without, I'm going to come back and share our testimony. See, it's not just mine, it's hers. This is a PK's kid. Had four abortions. PK's kid is not, don't think that you're immune to get attacked. A man of God told her at the age of 16, you need to protect your daddy's reputation, so you need to go have an abortion. Man of God! She does this post-abortion ministry. We was wild. We was in lust like crazy. <laughs> Smoke that weed, take that drink. Our relationship was one of physical abuse and verbal abuse. I would chase her through a window. And she would hit me with a car. I'd say, she don't like black people, it's time to go. <laughs> she would catch me in hotel rooms, being intimate with different women. I remember her taking to the abortion clinic to kill our child. And she looked at me with despair and hope and was hoping that I would say, hey, hey, don't do that. We, we'll work it out. But I drove away and left her in that cold, sheltered place. When God touched me and he saved me, he changed me. I remember looking at her in the seat. She knew I didn't know about the gifts of the Spirit being broken, being filled with the spirit. And I reached back for her, like, baby, you need to come. You need to come. But she wouldn't go because she didn't trust me. She loved the weed. She loved the alcohol. She even loved the fights, even though she wasn't comfortable. We fought all the time. And I'm a police peace officer laying hands on a woman I claim to love. The greatest thing I said to this beautiful woman right here was this when Jesus touched me. When he took claim of me, bro. When I couldn't even claim myself. I didn't love myself. But when Jesus touched me, I looked at her and I said these words, baby, I love you. Didn't know what that meant. But I do know this. I'm going to serve Jesus. And I'm going to serve him with you or without you. I'd rather do it with you, but I'm going to serve Jesus. I don't say that for my glory. I said that because, listen, some of you in this building today, whether you're male or female, your kids are confused why, why you go to church when you still live like the world. She watched me for two, almost two months or a month, and she saw that I had been changed. She saw when I hooked up with my spiritual mentor, Donnie Moore, and I read the word and got talked into the word. I come home so excited. She still didn't trust me. She had to see me live for God and be real with God that all of a sudden the Lord began to speak to her and called her and saved her. And she walked down an aisle and got filled with the spirit. And she's never been the same ever since. So God did this. And Pastor Dan, I'm going to turn it to you. God did this. Go ahead, baby. You can sit down. He did this thing to me. We've been through some patches even in marriage. I don't know why I want to take ownership of that one. Huh? I'm saved. I can't have any problems. And God did something to me where he told me that she was my, his daughter before she's my wife. 
And so Yolanda has walked through some issues because God has been so faithful that I don't say I love you anymore. I say I'm in love with you. And that's a big difference. If you're here and you would like to receive Jesus, I need to see a hand. Somebody in here is just having a hard time breaking away because of pride and embarrassment. This is the Hall of Fame, baby. You're just going to be adopted into the kingdom of God. Is there anybody here that would like to receive Jesus and be secured in him because he did all the work? Didn't give you a down payment. He gave up his life for you and shed his innocent blood that he can adopt you. Is there anybody like that in here at all? Going once, going twice. Wait, 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 I can't see. Wait. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Is this, is it, who's this next to you? Your husband. Husband, you want to join the crowd or you already in the family? Come on, somebody. With her? Come on. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Bring your lady over. There you go, champ. Anyway, I believe in this. I'm going to turn this over to Pastor Dan. Pastor Dan, can you come, please? Can you come, sir? You and Sister Angie. Pastor Angie, I'm sorry. Can you come, Pastor Angie, with your husband? I'm an evangelist. Y'all don't know me that well, but he does. But I believe you choose to attend here or are going here, that the man in authority needs to lead you to Christ. And I'm going to say this in close and I'm done. You can trust him. You can trust both of them. Learn how to serve and trust Jesus for the direction of your life. And everything's going to be all right because he's already secured the word. Now you're coming from darkness into the light. And welcome to the family. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at cwcbayarea.com. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash cwcbayarea.com.